welcome back to the Bug and a Rug podcast. As always, my name is Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And today we have another story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully by the end of it, you will still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. Only time. I really feel like I should have better response. <coughs> oh my god. Coronavirus. I got the the black lung pop. That's how I feel. I feel like I should have a better response. I'm a merman. (laughs) Merman. Merman. I feel like I should have a better response to you by now for only time will tell. Yeah. And then my response today was choking on my spit. Right. So we're we're getting there. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, like, as I was saying that, I was like, wow, it took us 70 episodes to have, like, a solid, for me to have, like, a solid intro where a we actually plug the title of our podcast and the motto, Mo- motto? and the, well yeah Catch and we, we do the motto kind of explain like what the point is in a very commercialized way and i don't interrupt until fairly late in yeah. the sentence yeah with your coughing nonsense over there I was choking on my spit trying to come up with a reaction to you. It was, my choking on my spit was a distraction from the fact that I didn't have anything. Didn't have anything. Right, right, right. I got you. Well, you know, we'll workshop it. We, I mean, by episode 140, I think we'll have it, I think we'll have it down. (laughs) We'll have at least the first 30 seconds down by then. I think you're absolutely right. If you have a suggestion as to what I should say, um... You know what? If you have a better intro than us, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Email us, podcast at gmail.com. DM us on any of our social medias, Facebook's Bug and Rug, Twitter and Instagram, or at podcast. Let us know. Anyway, you have a story for us this week. Mm-hmm. I do, I do. Do you want to just uh, <laughs> jump right into it? Is this going to be rabbit related? No. You said jump. No rabbits. Jumping related? Yes. Pogo stick? Poco sticks. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, no with my research, but now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> All right. Buzz. Yes. What is poco sticks? What is poco sticks? I'm sorry. It's not a match. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> the password is pogo. I think I'd be really good at that game. I'm just saying, I think I'd be really good at it. Anyway, there was... A strange entity that plagued Great Britain throughout the Victoria era. Era. Victorian era? Victoria era? Era? Victoria's Secret. Well, I had to look this up because it just said that. I said, I don't know what era that is. So. The secret era. This was the period of Queen Victoria's reign from June 20th, 1837 until her death on January 22nd, 1901. So, 1830s to... To, like, 1905-ish. She was old. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She's a queen, so they live to be... They're lizard people. They, they live are, to be forever. You know what? Right? You're absolutely right. I'm I don't so know why sorry. you're questioning this. The Victorian lizard area. Yeah, area. 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 <laughs> to Area 51. It's Great Britain now. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, this strange entity that plagued Great Britain throughout the Victoria era, this creature was described... As having a frightful appearance. They had the face of a devil with eyes that, quote, resembled red balls of fire and had a, quote, wicked smile of unimaginable terror. 
clawed hands reached towards their victims as they breathed blue and white flames in their faces. The stories surrounding this being also described it as wearing both a dark cloak and a helmet over a tight white garment, or it was wearing the suit of a gentleman. So white undershirt with a black overcoat, so kind of similar appearance. No matter what they were dressed in, they always had shiny black boots. Fire penguin. Fire penguin. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> it's black and white and breathes red fire all over. It's black and white and has red fire eyes. Fire penguin. Fire penguin. Buzz. What is fire penguin? What is fire penguin? You didn't ask in the form of a question. <laughs> Who is a fire penguin? <laughs> so the delightfully dressed demon became known not as fire penguin, but as spring-heeled Jack due to his ability to leap great distances and great heights in order to escape the crime scene when they spooked their victims. Oh, this is like a Jack the Ripper thing? Yeah! We're not, no murder was involved here. Please, murder. There's no murder was involved. (laughs) And did they just name everybody who's dangerous Jack? Like, I don't... Maybe it was like a Jane Doe... Instead of John Doe, it's Jack Doe. I don't know. I don't know. It's just named Springy old Jack. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm now not heel sure. as in like H-E-E-L, like Achilles heel. Yes, like like because he could jump high. So think like spring heels. Like he was, he had springs in his shoes. Gotcha. Yes. Because Heelys hadn't been invented yet. No, maybe moon sh- No, moon shoes weren't around either. I don't think. Those ones with springs in the shoe, mm-hmm. in the back. No, they they're like, they strap onto your feet and they're like little trampolines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're okay. like bouncy. Yeah. You said in the back, but it's like, it covers your entire shoe. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> flubber. <laughs> You're thinking of flubber. He puts, he puts flubber on his shoes and he jumps really far, right? He puts flubber on the skin or else he gets that. Once again. <laughs> this is one of the most wild first 10 minutes of an episode i think we've ever recorded and most of it makes sense to me which is why i mean aren't we're just segueing on through aren't we segues are cool so let's discuss the first victim of spring-heeled jack wait wait okay so back up yes fire penguin yes jumps away from crime scenes yes victorian era yes But clearly, there was some type of crime, bad thing happening that they're jumping away from. Yes. And that's what we're getting to, the first victim. But no murder. No murder. No murder. Oh, okay. No murder. Just jumping-based crimes. Based jumping crimes. The crimes weren't based around jumping. The escape was based around jumping. Okay. I'm ready. So Mary Stevens was the first to fall victim to spring Jack's antics on a chilly night in October of 1837. As she was walking towards Lavender Hill, a tall, coated man leapt from a building nearby and landed directly in front of her. He grasped her with his, quote, cold and clammy claws and began ripping her clothes off as he kissed her face. Thankfully, several residents ran outside to aid Mary when they heard her screams, but the assailant leapt away and was never found. So he is Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper off her clothes. Okay. 
Jack the Ripper murdered, murdered many people. Well, I don't know that we haven't covered. I mean, him. this is still molestation, so it's bad. But consent's important. Do I need to show him the tea video? No, no absolutely not. It's fine. <laughs> so, how? Although they couldn't find Springhill Jack, he must have hidden nearby because the very next day, he leapt in front of a moving carriage, right. Like, right next to, like, the alley next to where he attacked Mary. And the carriage actually crashed and injured those inside. Now, all the victims claimed to have watched him laugh as he jumped up a nine-foot-high wall and ran away. Like, from the ground, jumped up nine feet over the wall, laughing, and ran away. This is... Okay, I know we have a lot of story to go. This is clearly a man who invented pogo sticks before pogo sticks were <laughs> Sorry, invented. Sorry, when you said pogo sticks, I was like, mm, I didn't think about it, but maybe. This is clearly a man who had figured out how to get moon shoes before moon... He's a time traveler! Oh my, you're absolutely right. Wow. We've said too much. We've solved it. We've solved We've it. We've said too much. The government <laughs> is going to be knocking on our door any moment. Please, before they get here... I'll let you continue. <laughs> Let's finish the story and then we'll be taken by the CIA, FBI. So there were a couple, there were rumors going around about Spring Hill Jack, right? But there was really nothing, like the authorities weren't necessarily involved. Um, well, well, like they were looking for an assailant, but like someone who jumps nine feet up in the air, like it was very much like, okay, he just disappeared in thin air. Like that doesn't make sense. So... It wasn't, like, wide news. But on January 9th, 1838, the Lord Mayor of London, Sir John Cohen, revealed an anonymous complaint he had received at a public session. The letter stated, quote, It appears that some individuals have laid a wager with a mischievous and foolhardy companion that he durst not take upon himself the task of visiting many of the villages near London in three different disguises, a ghost, a bear, and a devil. And moreover, that he will not enter a gentleman's garden for the purpose of alarming the inmates of the house. The wager has, however, been accepted, and the unmanly villain has succeeded in depriving seven ladies of their senses, two of whom are not likely to recover, but to become burdens to their families. At one house, the man rang the bell, and on the servant coming to open the door... This worse-than-brute stood in no less dreadful figure than a specter clad most perfectly. The consequence was that the poor girl immediately swooned and has never from that moment been in her senses. The affair has now been going on for some time, and strange to say, the papers are still silent on the subject. The writer has reason to believe that they have the whole history at their finger ends, but through interested motives are induced to remain silent. Sincerely, a resident of Peckham. There's a lot to unpack here. So essentially what this letter is saying is that this is what this letter is saying. A man, somebody, a a, a, a delinquent is going around London dressed up as either a ghost, a bear, or a demon. Demon. And in in the sense of swoon, is like going up to ladies and scaring them so bad they're going into shock. Mm Mm-hmm. 
right? Not like swooning, like not falling like, in love with him. Right. That's where. That's what I wanted to clarify. Yeah. No. Spook to spook to them. spook them. Yeah. Yeah. So he is scaring them so bad they're going into hysterics and they can't calm down, or they're mm-hmm. traumatized to go outside now. Mm-hmm. And he is saying that he, the the writer is saying that he knows at least seven women who this has happened to and nobody none of the papers have reported it the mayor hasn't said anything about it nobody in official like an official government seat has spoken upon the matter and they're very upset now the mayor shared this letter in a public session and he was pretty skeptical of it but he soon learned that this was actually like a huge issue because then once this was made public like, he had dozens of letters coming to yeah. his home stating similar things were happening. Sure. This is one of those things where people are like, I thought I thought I saw something, but I thought mm-hmm. I'm crazy or people are going to think I'm crazy, so I'm just not going to say anything. And then as soon as you hear that it's happened to other people, you're like, oh my gosh, it's not just me. I got to get the word out. Yeah. So, like, it it makes total sense that more people came forward after this. But I also want to go back to the letter in that we have the carriage incident and the first lady mm-hmm. who was the first victim where it seems to be a demon type figure. Mm-hmm. And in the letter it seems to be the ghost like figure. So I'm waiting for the bear. Um, Yeah, I got it. It's one of my next stories. So people were sending in letters now and the newspaper was kind of picking it up and things like that. But it still wasn't taken as seriously because people just thought it was, like, quote-unquote wicked pranks. Yeah. So if I say wicked pranks later on, that's just what they were referring to it as. Is it just, like, bad taste? Like, just bad taste. It was, like, a a teenage boy running amok through London and nobody could catch him to teach him a lesson. Yeah. Pretty much is what they were saying it was. Now, one of the more famous names... A woman by the name of Polly Adams was attacked by Springhill Jack as she was walking across Blackheath in South London. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of jumped down in front of her and spooked her, kind of like he did Mary Stevens. Maybe not ripping her clothes off, but that was a thing he did. Now, as more stories like Polly Adams were coming to light, um, newspapers, including the Bridgington Gazette and the Times, began publishing stories of those who fell victim to Springhill Jack. Uh, this is one of them that includes the bear. This is an actual newspaper article. Quote unquote, Springhill Jack has, it seems, found his way to Sussex Coast. On Friday evening between 9 and 10 o'clock, he appeared, as we are informed, to a gardener near Rose Hill, quote, in the shape of a bear or some other four footed animal. And having fast attracted attention by a growl, then mounted the garden wall, covered as it was with broken glass, and ran along it upon all fours to the great terror and consternation of the gardener, who began to think it time to escape. <laughs> Me too, bud. He was accordingly about to leave the garden when Springheel Jack leapt from the wall and chased him for some time. The dog was called, but slunk away, apparently as much terrified as his master. Having amused himself for some time with the trembling gardener, Springhill Jack scaled the wall and made his exit. The fellow may probably amuse himself in this way once too often. And that was from the Bridgington Gazette. I think it was from the Bridgington Gazette, but I think the Times also published that. So they're saying, like, one of these times, 
because he said once too often he's going to do this yeah. one of these times. Um, I want to point out that one of the rules in the original letter to the mayor was that he couldn't go into gardens. <laughs> And he just, he, like, broke... I don't, I don't know. I don't exactly know what the letter meant. It could have been meant, like, breaking and entering. Like, he's not breaking and entering. No, that makes sense. Because he couldn't go onto their property and scare people inside their homes. Yeah. That's, you're absolutely right. Right. I think it was more of, again, saying, like, it's a wicked prank. He's just chasing people through the streets. And we can't catch him. Right? Just like this. He's just amusing himself. And he's going to amuse himself in this way once too often. It's getting, people are getting tired of it. Yeah, one of these times he's going to get what's coming to him. Yeah. Now, if anyone still insisted that these were just quote-unquote pranksters running amok, their minds were swiftly changed after the alleged incidences involving Jane Alsop and Lucy Scales. So their stories are now the best-known instance that took place with Springhill Jack because they... I think left the girls most traumatized mm-hmm. and thus like this was the moment where people were like, Oh, this is scary. And this isn't of, funny, it's scary. Right, like this isn't funny anymore. Which it wasn't funny. But this isn't just a prank, it's becoming it's becoming a problem. On the night of February nineteenth, eighteen thirty eight, Jane Alsop A L S O P for some reason I wanna say Aslop and that's not right. Uh, I keep thinking you're going to say Jane Austen, but no, that's not No, it's it. not Jane Austen. Um, she opened the door of her home to a visitor claiming to be a police officer at a quarter to nine. They stated, For God's sake, bring me a light, for we have caught Spring-Heeled Jack here in the lane. When she returned to the doorway with a candle, the alleged police officer threw off the cloak he was wearing and, quote, presented a most hideous and frightful appearance. He began to undress her as blue and white flames were vomited from his mouth and eyes. Luckily, she was able to run back to her home to receive help from her sister, but not before having her neck and arms torn by Springheel Jack's long metallic claws. And she was pretty much in hysterics for a while after this. I'm really confused about how he's undressing them, other unless he like rips their clothes. I think he's yes, I or think t- so. Or has something sharp because they were a lot of layers, well, right? They keep saying they they keep saying he has claws. Yeah, and so I it's mean like that he's could be scissors or something, right? In his him. hand, he's just ripping it, and in their mind, I mean, you're panicking, you're trying to get away. I don't know. He had claws on his hands that ripped my clothes off. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's kind of what it was. Mm-hmm. Now, nine days later, on February 28th, 1838, 18-year-old Lucy Scales and her sister were returning home from visiting their brother in Limehouse. As they passed Green Dragon Alley not too far from their brother's butcher shop, around 8.30 in the evening, a person approached them from a passageway. He was wearing a large cloak and spurted, quote, a quantity of blue flame in her face, which caused her to go into shock and drop to the ground. Thankfully, their brother's house was close enough that he actually heard them scream. Mm-hmm. He heard the commotion and he was able to run out and reach his sisters before any more harm was done. Now, Lucy allegedly continued to be seized with violent fits for several hours after the incident. Now, luckily, her sister was okay because Lucy was actually a couple, like, a step in front of her sister. Mm-hmm. So when he came out of the passageway, he kind of grabbed her first, and her sister was behind her. Mm. Well, my thing is, Fitz 
could be like hysterical crying right right in this sense i mean i would be so i'm gonna take it as it was more of like she was absolutely hysterical for hours yeah right now these two these two are the most famous stories associated with spring-heeled jack sure um because once again they were very detailed and also the most scary you think a police officer is coming to your house a and it turns out to be a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And then you're just walking home, you know, it's not that late at night and someone runs out of an alleyway and grabs you and blue flames come out of their mouth. Like, mm-hmm. that's pretty terrifying. Yeah. I'd be scared. Now, police actually arrested a man named Thomas Milbank who had boasted that he was spring Jack around the time of these two attacks. It was very close to when these happened. Mm-hmm. Um he boasted to somebody and they turned him in. Now, he was tried and was going to be found guilty because some of his clothing was found outside the home of Jane Alsop. However, she she insisted that her attacker breathed fire, as well as Lucy Scales saying that her attacker breathed fire. And Milbank essentially stated, like, yeah, I can't breathe fire. And so he was... Let go. <laughs> Not charged. I don't breathe fire. I'm going with me. It's very strange, though, to me that he would... Well, I think he was joking about it and saying that it was him. Or maybe it was him. And then as soon as he was like, oh, shoot, I'm going to go to jail. Yeah. He was like, well, I don't breathe fire. So Clearly, I don't. Couldn't be me. Hey, look at this. Couldn't no be me. fire. Right. <laughs> no fire. See that? No, no, no fire. So he, so either he got caught in a lie, he got mm. caught bragging about something and clearly wasn't him, or it was, was him, him. And he was trying to get out of it. And he was like, they really don't, they don't know how right. I make it look like I breathe fire. <laughs> right, right. They I don't, don't know. know my tricks. <laughs> I don't know. I can, I can swallow a sword and breathe fire. Yeah, I don't know. I have, I don't know. So he was essentially let go. He was let go. Now, nobody was ever, besides Thomas Milbank, nobody was ever caught or charged or found to be spring Jack. So the story started to become like a urban legend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually became very popular. So newspapers were reporting alleged exploits daily. Um, several Penny Dreadfuls were written with him as the main character, which are Penny Dreadfuls are kind of like, um, they're almost like comic book, like short story mm-hmm. comic book things. Mm-hmm. And he was like the main character of it. Um, was he good or bad in the in the Penny Dreadful? Both, actually. He w- it was like go- it started going back and forth, hmm. and then plays were actually performed in cheap theaters, and he was like the star of the play. So even if he was evil, it's all about him. So instead of being so terrifying, people started to think he was kind of cool. Yeah, in a yeah, way. of course. Now, this didn't last very long. Spring Hill Jack's popularity began to decline in the early 1840s, so he had a couple years going. Now, sightings were less frequent, but they actually started to become more widespread, so it wasn't just in London. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, everyone takes vacation. The, yeah, Spring Hill Jack was going on vacation. Now, reports began bombarding the public's attention once again in 1843. Um, there were actually several drivers of mail coaches that were attacked, with one report citing in particular 
they described the assailant as, quote, the very image of the devil himself with horns and eyes of flame. Now, an investigation was launched in July of 1847. So there were small instances where Spring Hill Jack were pop up over the years. And so the um, there was an investigation launched a couple years later, 1847, in Tynemouth, T-E-I-G-H-N-M-O-U-T-H. Tynemouth, Devon. Uh, this actually led to the arrest of Captain Finch, who was convicted of two charges of assault against women while he was disguised in skins and a horned mask. So, so, he was charged with these two assaults, so people were kind of thinking that he was Spring-Heeled Jack, but there was never hard evidence to really tie him to any other attack. Mm-hmm. But he wore horns, he had these skins on, everybody thought that Spring Hill Jack looked kind of like a demon, Mm -hmm. so they kind of were like, yeah, that makes sense. They're like, he took advantage of the fact that the Spring Hill Jack, like, legend was circulating in order to perpetrate his own crimes, is what it sounds like to me. Right, right. I don't think he was the original culprit. He wasn't the OG. Right. Now, the legend of Spring Hill Jack, like I said, it kind of went away, and then it came back... And with Captain Finch being arrested, and then um, it kept coming back over the years. So in February of 1855, in Devon, once again, which was where Captain Finch was arrested, mm-hmm. um, there was a phenomenon that occurred, which was known as the Devil's Footprints. Hmm. So several tracks of hoof-like marks appeared overnight in thick snow that had layered the town. Now, these tracks totaled a distance of... <laughs> 40 to 100 miles. I don't know how we got such a big distance, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Hey, guys. So many thought that Satan himself was lurking around the town, while others thought that maybe Spring Hill Jack was coming back after 10 years to, I don't know, he's like Pennywise. He comes back every so often. And Mary Poppins. And Mary Poppins. They're the same. They're all three related. They're all from the same planet. Yeah. Uh, Krypton. No, wait, that's Superman. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Let the record show, ladies and gentlemen, that Mary Poppins, Spring Heel Jack, and Pennywise the Clown are all from Krypton. And also uh, Superman. I don't know what's wrong with what I said. I didn't say anything was. I said let the record show. (laughs) And if you rewind the tapes, you will see (laughs) that that is what I said. Oh, now... Several sightings once again popped up in the 1870s, linking mysterious ghost-like beings to that of Spring-Heeled Jack. Editorials printed in the News of the World and the Illustrated Police News claimed that Spring-Heeled Jack was actually what people thought to be the Peckham ghost and the Park ghost. Now, there were sightings before Spring-Heeled Jack and now in the 1870s that people were very specifically saying were ghosts or spirit entity beings. Mm-hmm. But Spring Hill Jack is kind of linked to both because it's in the same area. And he was also thought to be sometimes look like a specter, look right. like a ghost. So this isn't the first time that this has happened. Bit of a shapeshifter. Yeah. Yeah, darling, yeah. <laughs> Pop it. <laughs> now... 
uh, these sightings didn't become as famous just because they weren't as alarming as the other ones. It was just sightings. It wasn't necessarily attacks on women being molested and undressed and kissed upon their face. Now, in August of 1877, the wicked ways of Spring Hill Jack seemed to reemerge once again. At the Aldershot Barracks in North Camp Central Road, a sentry was slapped several times on the face by a strange figure who disappeared mysteriously with astounding leaps. The individuals who witnessed the attack were shaken, claiming that a gunshot did not phase the entity in question. The same year, bullets once again were proved to be worthless when a mob in Newport Arch, Lincolnshire, claimed to have cornered spring Jack and fired a few shots at him. Now, the crowd stated that he just leapt up and crossed, like, went rooftop to rooftop to rooftop, and, mm-hmm. like, the bullets did nothing, once again. Now, sightings continued up until 1904, but none were considered as violent or mysterious as the others, so there's not a lot of information about them. Now, some claim to have even seen Spring Hill Jack as late as 2012, but these are very few and far in between, and it's they were pretty much like, we were driving along the road, we saw something cross the road, could have been Spring Hill Jack. They jumped really far, it looked like a demon. Right, like it was, yeah. (laughs) Now, there were several claims of Spring Hill Jack being in America, but, eh, I think that it was just an ostrich. I don't know. They it didn't see, like, it was just, it was like the other ones. Like, it was pretty much like, oh, we saw it out of the corner of our eye. It jumped into the woods. It's like, that could have been. And feathers and a long neck. Right. Like, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Now, Spring Out Jack was thought as Great Britain's boogeyman for, like, decades after mm-hmm. this. Um, he, like I said, he became an urban legend. Um, he's considered a cryptid. I took it more along the lines of an urban legend, I guess. But either way, right. um, now parents actually began to tell their children, like, if they didn't behave, spring Jack would leap up to their windows and peer in at them at night. So it became, like, a boogeyman thing. Like, you better behave or spring Jack's going to jump up here and grab you. I mean, he was a pervert, but no one said he was a pedophile. <laughs> right, right. I mean, we don't know, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how old those girls were, so maybe, maybe not. <laughs> But I mean, uh, um, uh, one was a young girl, I think. Youngish. Let's get one thing very clear. We're going to say one thing for certain. He was a nasty boy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I started, um, I was like researching just stories to do about cryptids, and his name came up, and I was like, Spring Hill Jack, that's interesting. And then I started reading it, and I was like, What is this? What, what is what this? What is this? I think it's interesting because we've now, um, if you're wondering where we are in our RuPaul journey, we are now on RuPaul's Drag Race UK, yeah. so it's interesting yeah, that it's we've traveled perfect. there. I didn't even think about that. Now, that is pretty much the end of Spring Hill Jack. I do have two theories. Good, I've been writing down theories of my own. <laughs> okay, perfect. So one that you probably did not think of because it actually involves a specific person and this is the most widely hmm, the most widely recognized theory to be true if you think that Spring Hill Jack was a real thing. Like a real entity, a real person. I didn't know there was another option. But okay. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to it. Here on this podcast, uh, this in po- this economy. In this economy? <laughs> Honey, not I. 
So Springo Jack was thought, if we go back to the letter, thought to be a rowdy boy, wicked prank, doing Neanderthal, right? And an ornery whippersnapper. An ornery whippersnapper. A hoodlum. A, a young hoodlum. aristocrat hoodlum that was ripping dresses off ladies. A hoodlum. So there was a rumor that went around that an Irish nobleman known as the Marquis of Waterford or Henry de la Porte Beresford III mm-hmm. was behind the quote unquote wicked pranks. So he had, he had been in the news in the late 1830s, and there were rumors circulating around him already because he had gotten in fights in bars, he was known for drunken brawling, he was known for making very brutal and crude jokes, he, a lot of women were told to stay away from him because he was like misogynistic, he was pretty nasty towards women. He was thought to have vandalized some things. So he was getting a bad rep. Was now, he smart? Like, I don't know. It was thought that he ran around with a group of kids and they were pretty much like, he's not going to say no because he wants to be like the big dog. Ah, it was like a double dog near you. To go do it. And, he, and he's like, I'm not going to do it. And they're like, oh, you're a chicken. He's like, okay, I'll do it. So it was kind of thought that it was one of those things, mm. and then it got out of hand because he thought it was funny because he thought women were stupid anyway. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. misogynistic. Yeah, women yeah. didn't like him. So uh, women actually gave him the nickname the Mad Marquis, um, and were basically like, yeah, he's crazy. Don't go near him. So it was known, it was an actual fact that he was in London or in the area when the attack started. And then he was actually married and settled down in a new home during the decline of the sightings. Hmm. So a lot of people thought that it was him. Now, some people don't think it was a real person, essentially, and they just blame it on mass hysteria. Once again, this comes up. So some people think that maybe one story was true, right, and a woman got attacked And then it was printed in the newspapers. And at this time, the printing press was becoming a bigger thing. Mm -hmm. More people were learning how to read. Mm -hmm. And so the newspaper was like the thing to talk about. Sure. So newspapers were starting to run whatever they could. Crazy stories, right? Like anything to get people to buy it. More people are buying it. More people are reading did you get today's issue? It's an update on Spring Hill Jack kind of thing. So some people think that there was maybe a sighting or two. The newspapers blew it out of proportion. And then everybody was kind of like, I saw Spring Hill Jack. Yeah. It became like a, well, well what I saw could have been Spring, Spring Hill, Hill Jack. Jack. And so I then, didn't know it wasn't. Yeah. Right. So those are the two main theories. Some people still think that he... Was like a straight up demon, like that came to Mm -hmm. terrorize women around London. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people think that he was an extraterrestrial, although this is not a highly favored theory. Um, Some people think he was a ghost, but I think that kind of ties more into like the demon logic of it. 
Um, but yeah, nobody was ever caught. Nobody was ever charged besides Captain, what was his name? Finch? Flinch? But um, he actually like attacked women. I don't think he attacked all of the women. No. And he... the Thomas Milbank was arrested but never charged for anything. Those were, like, the only two that actually were in the court system mm-hmm. relating to Spring Hill Jack. I have a couple things, if, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Is the floor, may I have the floor? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One, I think that um, this gentleman who you're saying was arrested because he was nasty to women, I don't feel like he was bright enough to have constructed some of the escapes that he made. No, and the the... He was actually charged for these two women, and the women were like, no, that's him. Like, he did it. And when they found him, he was wearing, like, leather skins. He didn't really fit. Like you said, it was like he heard the stories, and then he kind of... He's like, I'll get away from it. Right. Yeah, I'll get away with it if I dress like this. It didn't match exactly what everybody else had seen. I don't think... I don't think it was him. Uh, With the original... He wasn't the OG. Right. Um, Some people who I think it could have been. A bad Wolverine. Not the animal, Logan the Wolverine. Because he had claws that came out of his hands and he could rip people's clothes. Interesting. Half of a joke, half of it, I mean it. (laughs) Queen Victoria herself, just because she was alive and ruling during the same period of time, no one's going to blame her for this kind of stuff. I guess. She was probably kind of busy though, right? Ways that I think that this could have been accomplished. Yeah. I'd also like to talk about this. Pogo stick. Yeah. Invented before its time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I think that there are ways to blow fire, and Michael's people could have been figuring that out. <laughs> Michael's magic shoes, yes. <laughs> Bugs Bunny is now the prime suspect. I've changed my mind. Um, I put noon shoes here, but I meant moon shoes. Moon I shoes. think before their time, time travelers, obviously, we've talked about that. Now, the most interesting things to me that I think you're going to disagree with, but I think if this was a group of people, yeah. like betting one person to do it. Right. I have written here a shepherd's crook. You know how they used to pull people off stage in cartoons? No, I was thinking that too. Like if there's, or a rope and if pulley there's system. More, yeah, if there's more than one person, right, you jump down from somewhere, you're scaring people, and then you're just going to run back to the wall, grab a hold of the rope, take one step, and they're going to pull you. Like it's going right. to be awkward, but and they're going to pull you over. Exactly how they could do it in a theatrical play. Yes. You have enough people who know how to do this, yes. and you could set, set this up. Mm-hmm. Now, um... I do want to go back. I have one more note here that, mm-hmm. that tracks back to the gardener mm-hmm. where he said it was a bear or some other four-footed animal. Now let's unpack that. <laughs> well, this is why I think it might have been, like, I think these people were right. And it was a group of jerks running yeah. around terrorizing people because they could have had a, someone could have had a bear costume on. You could have had a bear pelt, I guess, and then you throw it off, and mm-hmm. that's why, like, bear to Spring Hill Jack. Mm-hmm. Or someone was the bear, and then someone was Spring Hill Jack. Mm-hmm. And they thought it was funny. They thought it was a good laugh. Yeah. I think uh, Thomas, was it? Who? Uh, the first guy who was arrested. Thomas Millbrook. I Milbrook. honestly think it could have been him. Yeah. I think that... The only reason it's not him is because he said, I don't don't breathe breathe fire. fire. Yeah, there was, like, a weird, like, that's why I said, like, there was a weird thing where I was like, yeah, his jacket was found near one of the victim's homes, like, where the police officer went to her home. And that's why I was like, well, then, you know, it's probably him. Or at least that one was him. Hey, next time, 
Next time you get arrested, you've never been arrested. <laughs> Next time I get arrested, if I ever I'll tell get, you about it. If we ever get arrested, my defense is going to be, I don't, I don't breathe fire. fire. Couldn't have been me. It worked in the 1800s. Why not now? But it also could have been... It, it could have been multiple people who didn't know each other. And they were just all using mm-hmm. the... You know, under the guise of like, oh, it's Springhole Jack, we'll never catch him. Any creepy pervert yeah. could have done this. Now, yeah. the only exception to me is the first two sightings. Okay. Just because they were very specific in the in that they jumped down and they jumped away in yeah. a very similar manner. Mm-hmm. And now that could have been the first person saw it, like you said, and she was so freaked out. That's how she remembers it. Like yeah. a nightmare. That's how she coped with it. Right. But also the carriage then, and maybe they saw it from the printing press. I don't know. Yeah. My, my last theory, and this is what I'll leave you with, and then you do what you want, mm-hmm. is that um, it could have also been... A shadow person. Okay. There is the man with bowler hat or top hat or whatever, it's man right? man with the top hat. Could have been dressed like, could have been dressed like an animal. There are animalistic shadow yeah, people. But and then there's, like, just yes. blobs of darkness. People specifically said, though, like, he had a white under thing on mm-hmm. with the jacket over. Like, they could see that clearly. Okay, I retract that answer and I put forth... Fire penguin. Fire penguin. Could have been a fire penguin. Could have been a zebra with a sunburn. <laughs> One thing that I know for sure is that we don't know. We will never know. Nobody will ever know. He was a nasty boy. And yes. and there are it. some... Um, th- there's some pop culture with Spring Hill Jack in it, actually. Um, there's a couple books, a couple movies he's referencing. Not the main character, usually. Some of them, but... Um, uh, there was a video game that you met him or you could play as him or something like that. But it was like a side quest. Mm-hmm. I didn't list any of them down because they weren't hugely popular and he was only like a little blip. But some were as late as like 2016. So people still remember him. Oh, them. yeah, I'm sure. Who knows? Her? I don't know. It could. What a twist that would be. Who knows? It, all I know is that they were perverts. Yeah, they really had no um, respect for other people's space Mm-mm. or autonomy, which is Absolutely. honestly the worst part of this. I mean, I can joke around about it all I want, but it's they were rude and nasty yeah. and criminal. Yep. Absolutely. If they were the same person, and if not, they, was a, they were a lot of rude, nasty criminals. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, what do you think? You think the story will still will keep you up at night, or will you still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug? Um, I'm interested to see where the pictures are fantastic. I keep wanting to say Jack Heel Ripper because I kept saying Jack, Jack the Ripper. Ripper. Yeah. We're the Spring Heel Ripper. Spring, nope, nope, Spring, Spring Heel, Heel Jack. Jack. You're almost there. Where they tie into pop culture because now I'm thinking like, I know the Black Butler isn't really based on that, but the Black Butler was a demon yeah. who lived in the UK and helped mm-hmm. solve crime mm-hmm. and Spring Hill Jack was, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I think there's ways where they could have influenced a mm-hmm. lot of pop culture things that I do know about, and I've heard their name before, but I didn't necessarily know what the story is about. So great story, thank you. Feel like I learned a lot about Queen Victoria and her um, extra re- <laughs> recreational activities. Learned a lot about her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that she, the reason it was the Victorian era was because Queen Victoria I, I, Okay, was, it's written down as the Victoria era. Now, is that a spelling error? I don't know. I thought it was Victorian. Victorian, yeah. 
But then again, potato, potato. (laughs) We've showed on this podcast that math and geography aren't our things. Why not um, periods in history too? (laughs) History in general. Anything outside of um, movie surface level? Yeah, movie references and sometimes songs. Ask me a question about Kendra, and I got it. And her time as a playboy with Hugh Hefner. Maybe Hugh Hefner was Spring Hill. I don't think he was alive at that time. You know, you know what? He would have to be like two hundred years old. The Queen right now is like ninety-three. Who? <laughs> it's lizard people live a lot longer than you or I. You're right. How anyway, dare you shame me for very, my theories? We're getting very off topic. Hey, we don't shame each other for our theories You're on right. this podcast. You're right. Do we? I mean, I didn't laugh when you said fire penguin, so. You did. A little bit. (laughs) You did. Oh, you also played, you played right along with it when I said, was it him or was it an ostrich? And you just kind of ran with that. (laughs) (laughs) We need to stop now. If you want to see any of my photos of Spring Hill Jack, I highly recommend it. Um, You can look at them on Facebook at Bug and a Rug. You can see our Instagram or Twitter, our at BIR podcast. Any of my resources that you want to look at, you can do that at our website, bugandarug.podbean.com. If you know who Spring Hill Jack was, email us, podcast at gmail.com. This is going to turn into um, the actual big, what they thought was the giant penguin that walked along the beach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's what there is somebody out there who knows who has their great great granddaddy's pogo stick <laughs> and knows the, first, the real the, story. A wooden pogo wait no. <laughs> there was metal was invented by then, right? <laughs> metal we made our springs from paper. <laughs> I gotta go. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening, guys. Signing off, I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight.